0: The By the Hood podcast is brought to you by the book, Own Your Time and Space, written by Corey Camp and Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. All throughout history, you will see time and space as having significant importance, but never discussed as it will be in this book. You can learn the true importance of time and space and how having a better understanding of these concepts can lead to a better life. It deals with ownership of not only your time, but the space around you. You can get your copy at ownyourtimeandspace.com or you can go right to Amazon and look up Own Your Time and Space. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Bodyhood Podcast slash webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. I got my brother Corey in the building. Corey, what's going on?
1: What's going on, Jim? How you feeling?
0: Oh, man, I can't complain. Ain't nobody listening. You know, fair and partly cloudy over here. But everything's good, man. Listen, this is episode, I don't even know what, 29, 28, somewhere around there. Um, But the bottom line is we're going to continue to bring you stories of brothers and sisters who work in business, investors, people who don't work in the community. Anybody doing anything positive, we just want to highlight them so they can tell their story because representation does matter. Um, For the people out there who've, uh, you know, tuned into what we got going on, I want to say thank you first and foremost before we even start this episode um, because people have been sharing our episodes um, our IG page is crazy. So salute to everybody on IG and um, all the all the well wishes, man. Cause I swear on a daily basis, people there's literally this uh, inbox us to say thanks for what we're doing. You know, it's, it's it's really appreciated. That's why we do it. Um, so we want to continue to share these stories. So make sure that if you're watching this video on YouTube, that you you know you hit the like button, you share the video. If you listen to any any of the podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, share it. Um, give us five stars. But you know, help us keep keep our mission going. Of uh, spreading this information. You know what I mean? But without further ado, listen, we have a very special guest on. Um, this gentleman right here is a project management consultant. I was just joking with him that he's like a real life Marty Khan uh, for those that uh, watch that uh, TV show on Showtime. But um, he, he's going to tell his story, but he's also uh, an investor as well. Um, and we're going to let him tell his story because he's doing a lot of positive things, man. This is a brother we want to highlight, man. So we got Michael Kirsten in the building. How are you, sir? Hey, good evening, man. How are you, guys? Oh man, we can't complain. Listen, can't man, complain you, at
1: all. What's going on, Mike?
0: You, you, you out there? Um, you know, working with some of the biggest uh, companies in the world. But you're, you're a brother that looks just like us, man. And I think that it's important that we highlight someone in this field. Um, you know, uh, someone that works in the consultant field, specifically project management, because this is another angle, another avenue where people can, you know, make a living, become investors, and do all kinds of uh, great things. Um, so it's good to see a brother like you in this field. So. Before we get into that, uh, give us a little bit about your background. Where are you from, where'd you go to school?
1: Yeah, yeah, so uh, went to school from South Jersey, um, Collinswood, Camden area. Uh, Graduated in about 2000, played a lot of basketball in high school, so jobs for me coming up, you know, single parent, home, another brother. Uh, Got a lot of blue collar jobs coming up, telemarketing, which kind of exposed me to like sales and marketing. Uh, Played ball at Lincoln University, Graduated from there in 04. Yo, uh, with, I'm doing, I'm
0: it's my school as well. I wanted to put it out there. But I was, I'm a little older than you, though. But, you know, L- you, okay. L- U- go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I yeah, uh, graduated from there in 04. Got an undergrad in psychology. Didn't really know what I wanted to do in school. Like communication, but I was always intrigued with, uh, like, human behavior and just observing people and why we do certain things we do. So I got the, the psych uh, degree. So I had a lot of sales background. And then I had the psychology degree. So I had to kind of like make a decision with my career path. So I decided to do uh social work, a uh, very rewarding uh, role, a lot of autonomy, right out in the field, doing your own thing, helping people with a caseload, but uh, uh, the pay wasn't always there, right? I was starting to build a family, met my wife, couldn't work three jobs at once just to, just to have a nice little income. So I decided to go back to school. Didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something in business. And uh, eventually, that's where I learned about project management. I kind of did a, a Google search. Good tip for anyone out there watching, right, if you're uh, at a crossroads or thinking about making a career change, just Google uh, the top trending careers or the most demanding professions over the next 10 to 15 years, and that will kind of give you an idea of what, uh, what career path you may want to choose. But uh, that, that's how I found out about project management, and uh, I just kind of fell in love with it. So,
0: Okay. Uh, what is it about project management that you fell in love with?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of cool. It, it kind of pulls on all of my, um, I think, my, my innate qualities that I have, being a leader, uh, being a team player, uh, someone that uh, is a bit organized and, and can rally a group of people. Um, and then that it's, uh, it's really big in IT. I'm, I'm really interested in information technology and innovation. Uh, so that's a big realm. And it's a profession where you can make a lot of money, right? So that's... (laughs)
0: That's um, always a plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's always a plus. So you um, ended up getting, what, an MBA or a master's something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. A master's in business administration is what I got with a concentration in uh, public administration and project management. Okay. Initially, when I was doing, uh, like, the search, you know, it was back in 2012. So, like, healthcare was real big. There was a lot of... Uh, transformation going on with, with healthcare, with what Obama was trying to do um, with Obamacare. So they really needed to step up their, their technology, right? So any time that you need to change thing or implement a new technology or, you know, companies all need to transform and, and get off of a, an old system and migrate to a new system that requires a lot of coordination, right? I mean, if you throw a party, you guys even putting together this podcast, you guys have to you know, organizing and management and kind of plan ahead. That's kind of like what a product manager does.
0: That's interesting. Let me ask you a question. So coming up, um, even as you were undergrad or even before college, were you always an organized person? Um like you, uh, is that something that you've always been or
1: I I, I guess so. Pro- I probably um probably grew into that just, just through college and, you know, different types of jobs. I would say actually being a case manager probably is where I got a lot of the organization from because you had to like okay. manage your caseload. You had to really keep track of certain things and milestones and, and really take care of your people. Uh your paperwork, you had to get a certain amount of paperwork for everybody. So I would say actually I probably became more organized those four years when
0: I was yeah. It's interesting how like, you know, throughout your journey, things that you do all lead up to something, right? So you, you pick yes. up something from everything along the way. And that's the idea yeah. of um going out there and doing things because you might make mistakes, but as long as you learn a, a, along the way, that's how, you know, you get better or whatever. That
1: they, they, they common thread of action back again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every guest that we have on here, the one common thread is like taking action and doing something as opposed to just, you know, no one's going to give you nothing. So you got to go out there and take action. But listen right. You, right now. So as, as, as you know, um, as, as a project management consultant, you work with some of the big boys, like you, you know, I heard about some of the fortune 500 companies that you're working with. Mm. Um, what are some of the issues that, you know, and, not to talk about any company specifically because you can't do that. But what are some of the issues that, that we would be surprised that these companies deal with um, in terms of like IT? Cause you assume that when you see big companies that they got it all together.
1: Man, listen, I, I mean, so my wife was probably in this type of position before me and she used to kind of tell me the stories and you would assume, you know, these people have these Ivy league degrees and, and come from these big boy schools or, or have, you know, middle class or, or upper echelon backgrounds, but they're everyday people that make mistakes just like anyone else. Right. Half of them don't even want to be there. Uh, they don't take it seriously. It's just a paycheck for them. Um uh, but to answer your question, I would say just everyday things, right. Just being unorganized. We see that a, a lot with some of our clients, um, not really engaged sometimes is, is one of the hard things, uh, a lack of communication. Right. Um, uh, and, and you'll you have a couple of people. Well, oh, When there. you say of communication, is it lagging communication between systems or between people? Uh, I'm talking about people. It's not even systems. Uh, putting putting the, the technology and the systems aside, a lot of the issues um, are just people, right? Because that's really what you're working who you're working with. It's really about working with people and how well you can get everyone to either buy in or to agree with a certain direction. Um, so I would say that's probably the number one dysfunction um you see in a lot of clients. And I don't care if it's me being a project management consultant or me being a digital marketing consultant, um, or just being a mentor uh to individuals, right? It's um it, it, it's it's people being engaged, people really caring or being passionate about what they're doing. Right. Um and then to, to add on to that, right, it's it's then usually the technology, right? Either which is why they're really bringing you in, right? They, they either, they want to get from A to B and they just don't know how to do it or they have an idea or they heard about it or they heard some, one of their competitors doing it so they want to do it. Um, but they don't really understand uh, the, the foundation that they need to have in place to get there. Right?
0: Okay. And you, you mentioned the part about um, digital marketing and um, how you consult with that as well. Um, how did you get into that specifically with the digital marketing piece?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. So, uh, uh, having a sales background, I worked in a couple of roles where uh, they were really training you to be an entrepreneur, um, create your own uh, like marketing firm. So I always had that entrepreneur spirit, um, you know, personal development, watching different YouTube videos, and then you would see ads. Uh, so, I ran across a guy named Ty Lopez. I um, was following him for. for
0: oh man, you talking about the? You talking about uh the library? Uh, you probably yeah. saw the same ad because that ad yeah. I was like, yo, I said, always say, how does this boy get this ad on every video? Well, he's in like, yeah, you yeah. know, well, he's in the dry, in the um garage with all the books yeah,
1: yeah. in my garage, right? That's the that's the one. I was up two in the morning watching that. Watched it was hooked. Um, took one of his courses, 67 steps, I think it was called Changed My Life. Just read a lot of different books, and then he had. Um, he had did a JV with a guy named Sam Sam Ovens, 26 year old kid from UK. And he talked about, um, you know, being a consultant, right? And I always had that consulting background. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I, I took that course and what I really realized what he was doing was it was really digital marketing and helping these small to medium sized business owners who don't understand social media, who don't understand podcasts, who don't understand the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these um, baby boomers. Um, who don't know the new way that they can acquire a lead is through the internet, through LinkedIn, through Facebook, through Google AdWords. So I learned that and that really opened the door for me for a lot of things, man, a lot of different opportunities. So I was doing that for about, I would say the last three years before recently, I just pivoted towards um, towards real estate investing and wholesale. And, okay. and that digi- those digital marketing skills that I acquired uh, really lend themselves well to any type of online, work from home uh, mm-hmm. type of opportunities, right? Because you got to you gotta know how to uh, take someone who has never heard of you and turn them into a, a paying client or, or someone that wants to do business with you regarding yeah. the product or service that you have.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm always amazed in 2019 how many people don't understand the power of uh, the internet, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, for me, I won't even do business with someone if I can't Google, specifically like any sort of like store or anything. If I can't Google and you don't have a website or a web presence, mm-hmm. i probably not even going to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm amazed all the time that how many people do not just don't have an online presence. And it's shocking that in 2019, that still exists. So there's always going to be clients for you uh, mm-hmm. still out there in, in, that, in that respect. Um, so with that being said, though, this is a good question. I like people who are in digital marketing. I like to ask them, what do they see as the future, right? And I'm not... I mean, it could be a platform specific or it could be something that you just see coming down um, down a line like you know we see that this move of getting rid of likes is, is, is coming up so what do you see is, is in the immediate future or, or you know even long term with digital marketing
1: yeah I think uh, I think you'll see a, a big boom in people creating their own uh, courses and what I mean by that is teaching their own expertise or their own knowledge uh, the the education industry or Creating your own course, I think uh, we'll continue to see a huge push in that. Uh, live broadcasting um, is going to be huge, and you're already starting to see a lot of that um, where people are starting to uh, do things in real time, right? And a lot of that is coming from that, that Ty Lopez, what he was doing three or four years ago. I think he made such a big splash, um, and, and the way that, you know, the, the big Facebook. Uh, Google and that these brands and these platforms are allowing you to broadcast broadcast live. Mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll continue to see uh, a big push in that. And some of the some of the um, the more trendy types of businesses that I'm seeing right now is like uh, um, what's the, what's the thing uh, Airbnb? Not Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot a lot of people are moving to that route because they're starting to realize uh, um, the power in that. Uh, so some mm. of those some of the trends I see from a from a digital marketing perspective
0: yeah okay okay that's interesting um live video is is very powerful that's one of the things that uh you know I haven't really taken advantage of that per se i I do like a a live podcast on Thursdays, a sports podcast, but I' ever done like a you know live video and um and I know that it actually helps the algorithms right
1: yeah, and that's what I was gonna say so the way that these brands uh, specifically facebook and google because they are the the biggest platforms from a, a digital marketing perspective, they dictate what they which what types of ways you use their platforms is gonna help you gain more business. So, you know, they put, like you said, they put more emphasis in the algorithm on live broadcasts, right? Mm-hmm. On the on the on certain keywords and how much they charge you for different things. I mean, and it's so it, it changes like every day, right? If you're, if you're not really mm-hmm. in tune with that industry or really paying attention to their, uh, uh, to their conferences, um, and their, and the marketing conferences, cause every year they'll, they'll tell you what's coming out, what's changing, how they're changing their platform. And you can just see, you know, what they're really pushing.
0: Yeah. So I, I I'm online every day and I'm constantly testing things to try to figure out what works. Um, mm-hmm. I figured out a couple Instagram hacks myself. Um, mm-hmm. But I got a question for you um, since we're on this topic. What are your thoughts on TikTok? <laughs>
1: so TikTok, um, you know, I look at it as the Instagram for the younger generation. And when I say younger generation, like my, my, my daughter is eight, my son is 10. And my daughter spends a lot of time just watching TikTok. And I would say it's equivalent to my wife just sitting on Instagram, right? So I look at TikTok as the Instagram for um, I don't even know what that generation is called. I think they call called <laughs>
0: <them>. yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it. Yeah, right. Past the millennials. I, I, the one after the millennials, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I look, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with the way that they uh, name the generations. But I think uh, they're like Generation Y or Z or something like that. Gen Z or Gen Y. But that generation, yeah, TikTok, uh, Roblox, um, Fortnite. Those those companies. That's what
0: I call them. I call them the Fortnite generation.
1: Yeah, they do they do a great job of really uh, capitalizing on um, augmented and virtual reality, right? uh, Those like I think it started from watching from my kids. It started with kids YouTube, right? And then Mm -hmm. seeing those specific commercials on kids YouTube. Then slowly migrating to YouTube, and then. Them really placing because of algorithms, because of the data, because of digital marketing, they could see what kids are responding to and test different products. And that's exactly how stuff like TikTok has taken off. Do you
0: um, think that but, it will ever age up, though? I, I'm interested to see whether it will ever age up because I talked to like other marketers and, and a lot of them were telling me like, um, so I start testing things on it just, just to see because other marketers that I've talked to say, mm-hmm. listen, get on there and play with it now and figure it out because it's going to age up and I, I you know it's hard to see that now
1: but i mean all of them aged up though like yeah, yeah I was every 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 digital platform ages up
0: they yeah. do yeah. they do but i mean they do but they don't all right so i mean to me they're all they all have their own place right mm-hmm. so like my mother and her generation hang on Facebook all day. Right? Yeah, yeah. Facebook. Right? So they—they're—they're they're
1: the biggest users now.
0: Yeah. So people in my generation hang on IG all day,
1: right? Yep. Um, yep we're on IG. Twitter, exactly. Twitter
0: is like the block where I get news and, and conversations. And and the funny thing is, like, so Snapchat started with kids. It aged up a little bit, and then got yep. taken over by um, young ladies who have OnlyFans pages. So yep. <laughs> or Snapchat <laughs> premiums. No disrespect to y'all, but that's what happened to Snapchat, right? So so now I'm looking at TikTok and I'm playing around trying to see like. Where is this going to go? But mm-hmm. it's difficult to see this aging that when you see all the platforms. Even though, even if they started young, I've never seen them like this young, right? Yeah,
1: right. Don't worry, right. I don't know
0: if you ever spend any time on that platform, but like, dude, it's like
1: I got I, mean, I got a ten year old and a thirteen year old okay, on it all okay. day. See,
0: and that's what I'm saying. Like, but the content, like, even even when you know Snapchat was younger or even IG was like a little bit younger, there was always content for someone older. Like TikTok, not so much. It's just to but me. I-
1: I think what will happen, though, I think th- it, it'll grow with them. Like, it, that'll be, like, okay. their...
0: Okay, okay, I see I that. think
1: that'll be their platform, right? So when they're 16, you know, I think the content would evolve because they're all evolving. I, I would say, like, when Twitter first came out. I can remember when Twitter first came out, my friend, I had met a girl from California, and they actually introduced it to us. They were like, the West Coast was heavy on it because yeah. they were real bloggers. Yeah. And then I... I I remember I got off it for about a year and then when I got back and all of Philly was on it
0: and yes. then everybody
1: <laughs> started to know each other because of, because of Twitter mm-hmm. and then it slowly migrated to Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's how it happens. I think, you know, it, it catches that diaspora that, that or that, that core age group that they're really, really targeting and it'll probably just grow with them. Whether or not we will, we will transform to it. I don't know.
0: Cause even LinkedIn, even LinkedIn is like changed recently, in my opinion. From all right, so this, is, so because I'm in in business and real estate in in this podcast, everything I'm always just you know, like I said, testing things and looking at things. To me, LinkedIn has changed recently. So mm-hmm. LinkedIn used to be just like where your resume was, but mm-hmm. it's so much content being shared there now that even that's changed.
1: Yeah. So what, so with LinkedIn, that's where I spent a lot of my time when I was doing the digital marketing because I was focused on small software and IT businesses. So I was dominating LinkedIn. Uh, I want to say like sixteen and seventeen. I mean, okay. any IT business kind of knew me, right? And so, what we did is because we had certain tools and we we understood the power of LinkedIn. We told them, "Listen, don't use LinkedIn as your resume.
0: Mm-hmm. Use
1: LinkedIn as your personal branding or your personal billboard." So you've seen that kind of change. You've seen a lot of you've seen a lot more um, professional services leveraging LinkedIn the way that the recruiters do. Right. Then you also seen a lot of uh, mentors and coaches educating professionals saying, Hey, you need to own your brand. Right. You need to stand out from the competition and you need to market yourself. Right. So you've seen that. Then what happened was Bill Gates bought LinkedIn Mm -hmm. maybe last year or two years ago.
0: And Microsoft purchasing. I remember that.
1: Right. So their focus was to really make um, LinkedIn, like Facebook, more content driven and they changed their algorithm. If you posted a link in your, in your feed um and it took someone off of LinkedIn, LinkedIn would would block you, right? They would they would Oh ho- wow. You could see that. Yeah, so a lot of people didn't knew that. I they didn't know
0: that to just now. To, I, I, uh, I was today years old when I found that out.
1: Right, they want you they want people to stay on their platform. So they introduced the LinkedIn Learning, right? They int- they they now let you upload your videos a certain way. Um so again, right they want you to behave a certain way so they're going to um hack the algorithm so you can be- behave in a certain manner from a marketing perspective once you start to understand it and again just like any platform right they they have their conferences where they're talking to all of the, the, the digital marketers at that time and really telling them what their direction is how you should interact with the platform and how you can get an edge over over the other marketer
0: you know you, you...
1: all these platforms are marketing marketing driven
0: yeah, but you know what? You just shared a gem that, like, I don't know, Corey, you picked up on this, but what you said was that um, throughout this conversation that all of these companies have algorithms. And you said that they actually have conferences, conferences. Where, they oh, yeah. tell you, where they tell you how to behave on their platform. They tell you what kind of content they want. Because mm-hmm. um, I realized recently, like, well, not recently, a little while ago, that anytime I put an IGTV video up, they would, like, kind of market it for me exactly right so exactly. that's a little hack out there for those people watching like putting a putting a, a 30 second video versus like a, a video that's over a minute on IGTV Instagram literally markets that for you
1: exactly because exactly.
0: obviously to me that means that's the kind of content they want
1: exactly and and so and because they because these platforms have so much data I mean the amount of data that they have across different uh, data points, right? Even outside, because ideas, Facebook, they can tell and they see and they understand what people respond to. So they're driven by the attention that they get from the consumer, right? So the more that a consumer is going to interact with their platform, uh, the more value they have for their stakeholders. Their, uh, uh, stakeholders, can I say? All right? Yeah. So us as the advertiser who are spending those advertising dollars, right? If we pay to have something that a lot more people are going to see, right? They're going to put that in front of more people, right? And so that's how the Facebook algorithm works. When you're talking about advertising dollars, if it, if it's, if you put something out there and it doesn't do well, they're not going to show it, right? And your, your, your uh, data is going to reflect that. Um, And the user experience is, is not going to be enjoyable, right? They're all about the user experience because the users is what's really driving you to spend your advertising dollars. If, they have the most users. That's where you want to be. So you can get your product, your service, or your brand in front of the most uh, people uh, most people as possible. Yep. So the, these Facebook and Googles, they are advertising machines. They do a great job of creating a product that people are going to continue to come to. So they can charge you top dollar to get in front of those people.
0: Yeah, and, and they, they are great at what they do, specifically like Facebook with the data, right? So I always share this story. Mm-hmm because to me it was one of the more interesting things. So I've been in real estate a long time since I was a teenager. And when I first got in the game, I'm so old, I'm so old in Wash core that there wasn't even like MLS online, right? Just some big books, <laughs> and big the books. big gigantic book. Yeah, ginormous books, right? So, um, <laughs> and we used to run ads in the newspaper. Now, I, I, I'm not that ancient people for those watching. I'm talking about like the early 2000s, late 90s. It's not crazy, like how fast time flies with technology. Right mm-hmm. now, I could just pick up the phone and everything's right in my phone. But literally in the, in the early 2000s, it wasn't like that. Um, so we would run ads in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And we got to a point with Facebook where Facebook is so so much more effective than anything I ever ran in a newspaper because the targeting is crazy. Mm-hmm. The Targeting is crazy. I, I, I share this with people all the time, just so the people out there, because a lot of times we have real estate agents and real estate investors who watch our show i have literally sold half a million dollar home with a facebook ad where the people didn't even see the property physically you know what i'm saying ran a virtual tour created a facebook ad and they put a contract in literally um because i was able to target so well with the data that they have so after that one deal i've like i've bought in like to the point where i don't even mind paying sometimes when i have a property for rent or for sale I'll pay for the ad because it's, it's one of the more effective tools in my arsenal at this point.
1: And, and the the cost of getting that ad in front of 2000, 3000, 10,000 people is peanuts compared to how you used to have to do it. So you're absolutely right. And, and the powerful things that you can do. I mean, one of the hacks that a lot of people don't realize or don't, or don't do. And I can remember telling some of my clients this, if you have, let's say you have a list of cash buyers, or you have a list of realtors, right? Or you have a list of people who bought homes in a specific zip code. And you had that list of emails, you can upload their emails into Facebook and Facebook will only show those ads to those individuals. That's and you can, you can literally just pay 25 cents to get, to get a home in front of a specific amount of people it's just insane what you can do with Facebook. And you know, a lot of people just don't know, right? Because they're not marketers and they don't take the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, these these platforms are incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh man, so you're giving us a lot of information, a lot of gems in terms of marketing and things of that nature. So now, you, <laughs> now, now you're talking about, um you know, we're not going to keep you in forever, but you're talking about you're um, getting into the investment space as well. So mm-hmm. what prompted you to like make that shift um, just to, you know, going from, you know, consultant to now you want to get into the real estate game? Yeah, yeah. So
1: real estate had, was always uh something that I wanted to do, right? It's just I think everyone who kinda understands what real estate can do for you it, finds it attractive. Uh probably really reading um Rich Dad Poor Dad years ago, it was always a play of mine, something that I wanted to do. Um and the, the twenty eighth person on show twenty eighth dimension, rich dad poor dad. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. K- Kiyosaki yeah. literally a- changed the world, yo.
1: Yeah, I can say that and um uh, the other one, Cash uh, Flow um, okay, so Quadrant, and Thinking uh, Thinking think Grow Rich. I I would say those okay. are, Napoleon
0: Napoleon Hill.
1: Yeah, if you talk Napoleon. to anybody that's in an the entrepreneur probably read those two books. But um, yeah, so it's all it was always the play, even to the point where when I was making money with digital marketing, I took a Robert Kiyosaki course, right? And uh, but it was more of the traditional, um, you know, either buy and hold or buy and flip, and you know how to look at a, at a market and understand vacancy rates and understand you know where to buy and it was kind of the the slow the slow way to go about it didn't really know about wholesaling wish I would have known about that three or four years ago uh but you know again just different things coming on YouTube because I'm a big like YouTube university guy right while I'm working I'll have like some motivational video on or I'll watch like Grant Cardone or or someone else talking Same in the back
0: that's my daily that's my daily and, life.
1: Right. And it's always those ads popping up. So um you know, hearing about wholesaling one day and I'm like, wow, how can you, you know, acquire a property without actually like buying it? That's a, that's insane. Um, and then my my brother, he took a course. He was like, "Mike, Philly is popping. He's in New York. He's like, man, what you can do with digital marketing. I need you to help me. I need you to, to get down with this real estate. So at the time I couldn't do it because I was, I was, I was doing a lot with project management and digital marketing at the time. Uh, recently things changed. I kind of, You know, put the digital marketing on the consulting on the the, the back burner. And since I'm now remote from a project management standpoint, I was in the process of actually creating an online course, teaching people how to get their certification in project management. Real slow grind, right? But something I was like, you know, this is something I can do. And then um, Dan Miller, uh, Fortune Builders, just did a a conference over here maybe four months ago. And I was like, let me go check it out because I'm always looking to network with other people in the space and when they talked about hosting i was like oh man i forgot about this uh so i would say yep yeah, now's the time maybe like four months ago i started to go hard read three or four books um watched some some people on youtube and then i was able to close my first deal on halloween so that was exciting
0: oh man congratulations yeah yes, and, so-
1: and, and I'm, I'm the type of person that like once i'm got my mind set on something like I'm, like, zoned in, like, obsessive. So I've just been going hard these last couple of days. So uh, I'm pretty yeah. excited what's going to happen. That first
0: wholesale check, I remember I got my first wholesale check, man. It was, like, it was a shock to me because before I did my first wholesale deal, I was already in the real estate game, like, 10 years as an agent. Right, right. right. And then I had another agent tell me, like, you know, you, you this this is what you need to be doing, right? So but so I understand that feeling right there. Um, And that's amazing, man. So congratulations on that. Thanks, um, thanks. You know, and like you said, the funny thing is just from this conversation with you, that skill set that you, again, we talked about how one skill led to another skill led to another exactly. skill, led exactly. you all exactly. up to this point. And exactly. something else I picked up from this conversation, um, which I find amazing too, is you don't mind investing in yourself. You talked oh, no. about, you talked about so many self-help and also so many courses. All, all that the courses? Yeah. yeah. I heard oh, like yeah. six courses. Yeah. And that's, and that's outside. Year. That's outside oh, yeah. of having an MBA. So you're investing oh, yeah. in yourself. So oh, I picked yeah. that up in this conversation. That's dope. I'm oh,
1: on like eight courses oh, plus yeah. an I, MBA yeah. and a four-year degree.
0: I just bought another
1: course. And my wife, um, <laughs> that I just like giving my money away. But she doesn't understand, you know, just me reading so many different books, watching so many people uh, in places where I want to be, right? I have realized maybe about four or five years ago, right? If if I want to be successful, I need to keep putting successful information in my mind, right? That's what I realized, right? If I if if I keep watching TV and and you know watching different TV shows and sitcoms and The Simpsons and, and things that's not going to yield me the things that I want, I just need to turn my focus on uh the things that that that's gonna help me get to where I wanna be. And that's when I realized like, Oh, this is what you gotta do, right? You gotta you gotta work on yourself. You gotta constantly be be reading certain things and, and understanding and, and watching people that have what you want and 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 that are telling you how to be successful. And a lot of people think is it's like woo-woo, or they don't want to put forth the effort, or they don't really understand the investment, right? They're like when I tell people, like, oh yeah, I spend you know $99 a month on this software, they're like, Oh, I'm doing that they would be like you spent a thousand dollars for that i'm like yeah but i made you know like twenty thousand dollars in like three months right they don't that correlation isn't natural for someone um to understand uh, but but you know if you want it bad enough and if you're getting around the right people or if you're you're receiving and constantly getting that right information you'll start to hear the uh, the consistencies and you'll start hearing similar things and that's what i realized right you need to you need to work on yourself And if you want to be a millionaire, you have to become who a millionaire is. And that's when Mm -hmm. I realized, like, yeah, I got to get this information. That's bars
0: right
1: there. I I, I need to get that. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, And man, I I watch, I watch these types of podcasts with other like real estate investors and other people who who I aspire to be. And they say the same thing. I've been in masterminds where they'd be like, man, I spent $100,000 on mastermind. Like, reading a book is cool, but you can get ahead so much faster if you can get around those people um, and, and get that information. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's people in our backyard right now who, who is, is, you know, probably 10 to 15 people who are crushing it. They're mm-hmm. it once a month. They're sharing ideas. They're sharing what they're learning out there doing it. And, you know, I'm going to learn some little hack and you'll learn some little hack, and he's going to learn some different hack. And then when the mastermind comes in, and we share those hacks, it just it just speeds everything up exponentially. So that's when I realized, like, yeah, if it's if it's a course that I believe and and I know that that has some information or is going to teach me something that I need to be taught, especially after experiencing different courses, now it's a no-brainer, right? It's 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 a no-brainer. Oh, that's only. That's only four ninety nine? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that. Grant Cardone, yeah. That's sales training, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, so
0: Okay, yes, that's that's a gem right there, man. and man, that's a part right there, Corey. He go go
1: hard. (laughs) I mean, I mean I mean that's that's that's, and that's investing. That's what someone said. The the big I mean Warren Buffett said it, the biggest investment you can make in (laughs) yourself. Yeah, exactly. In yourself because you're just gonna yield the return so much, so much faster, right? I can't go out and take you know five thousand for my 401k and try to buy a rental property i buy something from the auction and try to flip it I don't know anything about that mm-hmm. i can take five hundred dollars and go buy a course that's going to teach me how to do that then I go take my five thousand to do that right mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of people people fall short they they're scared to invest in themselves but they'll they'll go take a trip to Jamaica or you know go spend some some money on some sneakers that that's not going to yield anything.
0: Absolutely, man. Listen, th- that that's amazing, man. You're giving us a lot of gems yeah. <laughs> in this episode, man. So let me ask you this question before we get you out of here: What's what's your future look like? What are you um, what are you working on uh, in the future? Are you gonna be more wholesaling? Um, are you trying to go into yeah. real estate full time, or like what, what do you what do you what do you see yourself? You know, yeah, the, the, a- the, old, the old interview question: Where do you see yourself in five <laughs> or ten years?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, um, man. I got big dreams, man. So I plan to be doing wholesaling, you know, full-time next year. There's guys crushing it, man. There's, And I was telling a couple of my friends that wholesale that there are guys that turn this into a, a two to three to $10 million business. Uh, so in five and 10 years, you know, I hope to have wholesaling as a machine running on its own, you know, 20 to 30, 30 people, me taking that cash flow right from that, being able to, to, to live the lifestyle that I'm going to live and then dumping it into like uh multi-family, like apartment buildings, right. Uh, to eventually, you know, yield a return that, uh, that'll have me, you know, technically, uh, financially free or financially independent. And then ultimately kind of have something, a form like this, where I'm, I'm giving back to, um, you know, people that look like us and educating them on you know the power that they have and, and how to be successful if they want to be successful right because I, I failed i struggle a lot and i and i still do but I, i'm i think over these past couple of years I, i've really started to understand some of the, the ingredients and some of the things that are consistent that i hear from every successful person that you have to do and if you just follow those steps it's not going to be easy but if you just follow and do these certain things you're more than likely to, to achieve what you want to achieve. So that's ultimately where I see myself. That's dope.
0: And that's absolutely true, man. I tell people all the time that success leaves clues. A lot of times people, people try to reinvent the wheel, yeah. <laughs> but success leaves clues. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't,
1: don't. So I, I just heard yesterday from Dan Graziaza. I was listening to him. He said, because um, he was in a mastermind, right? And he, he said one of the things he took away from it is don't ask how, don't ask yourself, how can I do something? Ask who, right? Ask yourself like who is doing that, and then find that person. And whether it be you hire them, or whether it be you know you work with them, or you ask them to teach you and show you, uh, I think that's how you, you get breakthroughs. I thought that was a, a big gem that I heard this week.
0: Man, that's powerful. That's some powerful stuff right there, man. So listen, um, before we get out of here, Corey, anything you want to uh, say?
1: Yeah. Uh... You, you you put you put a thousand gems out there. You dropped them, people. All they got to do is pick them up. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you, uh, you know, from from your perspective, being in project management and being in the digital market space, giving people the, a different perspective from somebody who's doing it. So, like you said, success leaves clues. And so, you know what I mean? through this podcast, they may be able to contact you and move their business forward. So I appreciate you bringing, you know, that perspective onto our platform. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. appreciate you guys doing this, man. I, I think this is awesome. Corey, when you would tell me about it, I was like, hey, this, that's that's incredible, man, because I, I aspire to have a platform like this as well. So uh, I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely, man. And, and listen, I just want to wish you uh, continued success. Congratulations on... Um, crushing that first wholesale that I'm pretty sure, you know, you've already displayed how you put your mind to something and you go at it. So I know you're going to continue to crush that. Um, and also success in, um, you know, your marketing and project management, man, because, uh, it's important to, to show that we have people in all those spaces, all three of those spaces, you know what I mean? So, um, continue success, man. I just want to say thank you. But, uh, and, um, you know, for all listeners out there, um, again, make sure you can continue to share this information, Give us feedback, let us know if there's anybody specific that you want us to talk to i 'm um, going to put uh, all Mike's information within the uh, you know the box so you can like you know get all his social media links and contact him directly if you need be. Um And maybe you want to pick his brain or ask him what's the the new hottest course out there because he he probably already got it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to step my I'm, I buy courses too, but I'm about to step my course game up. I, I've been, yeah, right. He making yeah, me a yeah. little,
1: little short. I'm, I feel short. Like I, I yeah. take courses all the time too. Yeah. My man, he 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 on it. He right it. now,
0: right now I'm taking the uh, the Hood Estates Trucking course about okay the trucking company, but. You know, that's either here or there, man. So, uh, you know, but anyway, man, listen, um, for the people out there, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, man, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Peace.